Life Happens with Pinelo Motile. So we did say we are celebrating Christmas in the African way. And so we thought, why not bring in our expert in all things African, Dr. Zulumata Mozulu, who's an African historian, to talk to us about what exactly would an African Christmas look like? So let me just welcome Dr. Mazulu into um, our conversation this afternoon. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon. Thank you very much, Alspumero, uh, along with your audience. Uh, thanks for the opportunity uh, to appear on your show. So let me ask you this. How would you uh, celebrate Christmas as an African? Well, that's a very interesting question, uh, because uh, before the advent of Europeans in South Africa, mm. we used to have these celebrations. And these celebrations took place around this time, uh, and basically, uh, these are celebrations that had to do with two things. One has to do with the astronomical event of the sun itself. Mm-hmm. And then another part had to do with the, the first fruits of the harvest, mm-hmm. you know. So, so for example, uh, around this particular period, uh, we are very much close to the sun. We are, we are closest to the sun. And African people have this you know, um, uh, worship and, and veneration of, of, of the sun. You can even tell on the, for example, Basutu, they are called, they, they call a nation Sichaba. Mm-hmm. That word Sichaba means the sun, means mm-hmm. the rising of the sun, Huchaba Halizati. Mm. And then uh, also uh, you've got people who are called Mblangin, which is on my mother's uh, maiden side in the Free State. Mm-hmm. So Mblangin means the people of the sun. Mm-hmm. And then you've got people who are called Makalanga. I lived in Botswana, of course, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in exile there in northern Botswana. Most of the people in northern Botswana, they are the Makalangas. Mm-hmm. You see, Kalanga means Bagalanga. Mm-hmm. You see, very important. So, so, so the sun is extremely important, and it is associated with the sun god Ra. And the Sutu language, of course, has a lot of Ra. You know, Rama Sidi, you know, and 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 so forth, um, 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 and, and and so the reason why that Ra concept is important is because it's associated with the sun. And when you read Egyptian, uh, you know, ancient manuscripts like you know, uh, uh, Papyrus of Ani, uh, the Book of the Coming Forth. So so somewhere there, you know, they describe this 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 how the sun god rises from the sun. And from, from from the primordial waters, that is to say. And uh, in my book, Holabuloko, uh, uh, African Roots of Cosmic Genesis, I go into details about this insect called Holabuloko, uh, which is a beetle. Because that's, that beetle is associated with the sun god. How about that? <laughs> Talk to so, me about that. So, so how would it be associated with, with, with the sun god? Okay, so that's an interesting part. If you... If you listen to the people who are called Khatebe, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we are, we are, we are, we are connected with the Khatebe. Mm-hmm. So when they have a, have a talk, they say, mm-hmm. that word, Bungani, means a beetle. You see? And then, and then when they have a talk, they say, Bungani, mkul. God aganga ngopunga. They say God is uh, Bungan is great and God is great, mm-hmm. but God is not as great as the people. 
and 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 in the whole judicial mandate, there's a whole you know written stuff about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Miriam, the great Miriam Makeba sings a song. is a title. So it's something that's very con- now it's connected to the sun god in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so in my book, I explain where where the creators, the gods, they say to the people, they say, "Come forth from the waters mm-hmm. and bear up this god." And that god they're talking about the Ra, the sun Ra, mm-hmm. the sun god Ra. And then the Ra comes out through the lotus flower. Uh, you know, lotus flower is very important. The Susutuet Kiti Mukiti refers to the lotus flower. Mm-hmm. And that's why they've got the concept of mukiti, you see, mm-hmm. because it's associated with that flower, and that flower is is, is connected to the sun, very important. Mm-hmm. And then, and there is also the benben, something called benben. Kasutu, we call it kuwa. Kuwa means the pinnacle, mm-hmm. like the pinnacle of the pyramid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know these traditional houses; they've got the pinnacle at the top, isn't it? The mm-hmm. grass, mm-hmm. the grass house. Mm-hmm. That pinnacle is the is the pinnacle of the pyramid. It's called kuwa. So even when they moved, you know, they got scattered, migrating from up in Africa, going down to the south, they still brought along with this knowledge of, of Koa. So this is how now the beetle is connected with the sun, because the beetle is instructed to raise uh, the sun, the sun god, uh, god Ra, from the primordial waters of the cosmic egg. You see, that is the connection there. Mm-hmm. And it is, in fact, the beetle that teaches the Ra how to how to roll the disc because the the beetle is the master of the of the disc hmm. and you know what's interesting about the beetle tell us uh, if you can look at the beetle rolling the the dung, uh, the dung yeah the dung ball uh, it rolls in reverse right yes so meaning if it is going to the east it is actually facing west mm-hmm. you see mm-hmm. but it will arrive at that location exactly it won't get lost but, but it doesn't see. It's not looking there. Now, the question is, how does it see? How does it know it's going to get there? That's because it is using the sun. That's interesting. We're back to the sun. So it's using the sun. Uh, it's looking at the, you know, the polarized, uh, polarization of the light of the sun. Mm-hmm. And, and based on, and because what happens is that the cosmos uh, has got a map of the ground. How about that? So, so the beetle doesn't need to be looking where it is going. It just has to look at the, at the sun. And it stays there. That's why when it leaves its place to go in search of dung, mm-hmm. it has to go through a process of initialization. It has to initialize its location with the heavens. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then when it comes back, it follows that. Let's just take a quick break and then I'm also going to open the lines, by the way, for questions because this is absolutely fascinating. 011-714-2006. We'll also take the WhatsApp questions on 0614-104-107. We are discussing an African Christmas. What does that look like? At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Well, Dr. Zulu Matabo Zulu is an African historian, and we are discussing what an African uh, Christmas is all about. So let's talk about what would then have been the festivities of a season like this in the African context before we had the Christian concept. That's right. So what they would then do is um, they, would, they would then have these festivities uh, that are celebrating the first fruits, and then also it would coincide with the movement of the sun. Uh, so maybe just to explain a little bit about the movement of the sun. So usually around, uh, you know, uh, towards the end of December, around, let's say, 21st, 
so the sun is moving is what they call in modern language solstice of course uh, the sun is moving uh, you know towards uh, the, the 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 outermost part of the of the circle of the elliptical circle because the sun moves on a path that looks like a, an egg actually you see so there is a feminine principle in terms of the movement of the sun even though the sun itself uh, is based on the male principle as i was talking about the sun the sun god ra okay. so so this particular time when the sun is moving down it actually changes its its movement mm-hmm. it actually slows down it actually slows down and at some point it looks like the sun is is dancing and actually it's not even moving <laughs> it's like stationary mm-hmm. for some for, for for a couple of days mm-hmm. and then from there it goes round to this curve of this egg that i've just described and then from there it will begin to accelerate so that, that so that that powerful uh, cosmic event so they they are they are celebrations would coincide with that uh, so that now they are celebrating the abundance because during that period uh, the sun is most abundant so we've got more abundance of of sunshine uh, and so they celebrate the abundance of sunshine but there's also the abundance of sustenance by way of fruit the things that have grown so things that they've, they've planted more than three months ago uh, they are beginning to get the first fruits of that now but so to use a word called huita so they call this one huita yapini the concept of a dancing sun is quite prominent at this time in the African um, history, is it not? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, and, and, and it's very uh, critical that uh, the African people are very much linked to the heavens uh, in this way. You know, uh, the moon is also part of that. The moon is also connected to that. You know, uh, the naming ceremonies are, are based on the moon, you know. And it's interesting also that uh, even though the sun, is, a, is as I said, is made, it's based on the male principle, but its movement is based on a feminine principle. Yeah. It's interesting that when, when kids are named after the sun, usually those names are for the girls. Like Manisat. I mean, I've got a sister called Manisat. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. uh, and and then even even Naledi. You know, when 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 a child's called Naledi, so we know he's a girl. For example, you know, although things are kind of changing now. You know, uh, mm. these names are kind of crossing. You know, you know what I mean. Mm. But but the feminine principle is very critical because there is an aspect of time, uh, which is cosmic time. In fact, Basutu referred to this. Uh, what we would call today, so to be referred to it as lesanala, lesanala. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if you analyze that word lesanala, lesa describes cosmic time, mm-hmm. and that's why even the season in Susut is called uh, sesa. Okay. Would yes. would there be similarities? And I know there are a lot of scholars who speak of this. Would there be similarities to how um, this time, this festive time, would have been celebrated? Very similar to the the African, the the, the uh, big part in the Christian uh, mythology of how the Christmas season is celebrated. Are there well, similarities there? Well, that, that's, a, that's interesting. And the similarity is in an opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Because you see, in the north, uh, around this time, the sun is furthest from them. So they are far, far away from the sun. You know, they've got very short uh, days. I mean, the, the, the day, the sunshine may be shortened 
in as much as five hours. Yes. You see, I lived there most of my life. You see what I'm saying? So, so, so now, when you read the, uh, the historical texts, especially theological texts, mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm also a theologian, right? Mm-hmm. I've invested a degree in theology. So in, in, in the, the Roman Empire, like this Christmas we're talking about, it actually started uh, as a mass that took place midnight. Now, usually it's not a tradition to have midnight mass, yes. but that's what happened in this case mm-hmm. in 336 AD. Analyze the word Christmas. It has got two parts. There's Christ and there's mass, which yes. is the Holy Communion, yes. you know, in the Roman Catholic, the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. So, so then uh, when they adopted this, they then decided, then they said that, well, uh, they have, but, but, but the actual event itself, the, the, the celebration of this midnight mass, didn't happen in December. Mm-hmm. It happened in March, because remember, March is the is the spring equinox mm-hmm. in in the north. Mm-hmm. You see, and, and so now when 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 when, when these celebrations were taking place there, then because they wanted to associate it with the birth of of Christ, then what they did, they added nine months to March on the 25th of March. So if you add nine months to March, then you're going to land up in December 25. Mm-hmm. You see. And also another important point to make is that uh, Christianity was invented by the Romans. Mm-hmm. You see, it's a very important point to make. So, mm-hmm. so all these, the New Testament, all those scriptures that appeared in the New Testament, it's about what, 27 scriptures. I think mm-hmm. the Bible has 66 uh, books, mm-hmm. sorry, 66 books, and then there's 39 in the Old Testament, and there's 27 in the New Testament. Mm. So those 27 uh, uh, scriptures were officially approved by the Roman mm-hmm. Empire. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. are scriptures that were not allowed sure. there. Like, for example, the, the Dead Sea Scrolls were not allowed. Yes. So that's why they don't appear there, yeah. you see. So, so the point I was stepped, uh, making in response to your question is that they were also celebrating the sun, mm-hmm. right? But for them, it was being far from the sun. But they were, they were thinking about the birth of the sun. Mm-hmm. Because after the sun goes around to this erg circle I'm talking about, mm-hmm. then the sun begin, the light begins to increase. The days of, of, of sunshine begin to increase in, 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 north, in northern climate. So that's why for them it is the birth of the sun. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the idea of the sun uh, doesn't come from Christianity. It comes from what was known as the pagan religion. Mm-hmm. You know, we are also called pagans, isn't it? <laughs> because uh, because we are. It comes from Egypt, also. You know, they take it from Egypt. You know, the, the concept of the sun and so forth. So we 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 they took it from us, and then they Christianized that, so that you know they say. Uh, Jesus Christ was born on the 25th, but actually we are talking about the birth of the Son. Hmm. Let's take calls, 011-714-2006. WhatsApps on 614 Your questions, any questions around the African Christmas spirit. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Dr. Zuluma Tabozulu is an African historian and research scientist and director at the Madisebo University Research Institute. And we're discussing the concept of an African uh, Christmas. So uh, let's talk about what then would constitute the, the celebrations of, of this time. We we now know that this was a time to celebrate. Um, there was abundance here in the south. There was abundance. There is also a celebration of the birth of the sun, as you've just uh, very clearly described as well there. What kind of festivities would we be seeing here? That's very interesting. 
so they would have festivities that would uh, now now let's just look at the the way the society is organized mm-hmm. so uh, the african society is organized in a system that's known as lehutla mm-hmm. Uh, so and, and these lochutras are there's a lochutra at the local level, mm-hmm. and there's a lochutra at the let's say clan level, mm-hmm. and there's a lochutra as at the national level. Le- national level means all the different clans; they all are represented in this particular lochutra. Mm-hmm. And uh, the person who who is the chairperson of lochutra is known as Hosi. If it's a female, it's Hosi Hadi, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and we don't have the concept of monarchy. I, I know there's a lot of people who will say African monarchy. There's no such a thing. Uh, because if you analyze the word monarchy, monarchy means mono. Mono means one. And aki means ruler. That means one ruler. So uh, the Africans use the quota system. So the person that we would normally refer to as a king or queen mm-hmm. is actually the chairperson of the Lakota system. Mm-hmm. You see, and then and, and 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 usually the most honored person was Hosi Had, which is why even the name itself says, you know, the supreme uh, chairperson of the Lhota mm-hmm. was was a female. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of power. And we see also in in the language when the Portuguese came here, uh, they mostly uh, encountered what uh, what, what they refer to to Lareina. Lareina means a female queen, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now Lhota is the center of governance is a center of administration and it's also the center of celebration it's also the center of weddings and marriage when people get married they go there you see okay so now it is uh, from the lohutla aspect that these celebrations are organized and then there will be your different plans coming from uh, you know obtelezi maholukwe they all come in other words the ethnic uh, boundaries are blurred, or uh, it's like they don't exist. You know, they come to this particular uh, place. And then one of the things that they do, of course, is going to be food, because remember that these are the first fruits, so they have to showcase the food. One of the reasons for the food is to show what are the different kinds of food that are grown there. So uh, and then there will be also other aspects when people make clothes. Uh, for example, you'll hear people say that uh, our people in the past, they only wore animal skins. Mm-hmm. But that's not true. They also wore normal clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they made clothes from the plants. Uh, for example, Basutu have, you know, female dress, which is known as titani. Mm-hmm. Titani is made from a plant called Tikitana. Mm-hmm. You see? Tikitana is a plant that is used. And that plant is also a medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, particular, particularly the gynecological medicine, you know. So so uh, it's a plant that has a big effect on reproductive system and stuff like that, but it also has very strong fibers. Mm-hmm. So they would make these clothes, these dresses, and so forth. And the way they make a, a, a cloth, for example, they make it like this. They start making the fibers first, and they make these uh, like a string or a herring or a thread. Mm-hmm. And then they begin to connect these threads into a cloth. And then, and then they will make whatever they make, that sort of stuff. If you listen to, if you look at the word katamachol, uh, which is used to refer to the creator, for example. So katamachol, that word kata refers to a water plant. Well, some of the plants are water-based. And of course, one of the water plants is the lotus flower, as I was talking, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then they would then they would uh, there would be those people that are going to make those new attire that are going to be used there of course including animal skins as well very important mm-hmm. 
and there will be those people who are going to make food. And the food you, we might talking here, most, most of the food that they have, they eat, is mabele. Mm-hmm. Because according to them, mabele is the food of the gods. Mm-hmm. Very important. That's why when you talk to the gods, you need to offer mabele. And here is the interesting thing. Uh, there is no pony there. There is no corn. There is no maize. Because yes, maize that's, that's sorghum, right? The, sorry? You're speaking about sorghum. Yes, yeah, sorghum, exactly, or millet, yes, right? Yes. yes. And then uh, millet being the smaller one, of course. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and, and they and they don't have and they don't have uh, maize. Maize is something that came with uh, co- the colonies, you see. Uh, so that's why African people don't. You never even see them use maize as the offering of the gods. They always make sure that they've got mabele to talk to the gods. Okay. And then they would make things like bose kakabula. Mm-hmm. So kakabula is a special type of uh, of porridge made from uh, from this uh, mabele. And they also do something called nebula. So it's a special type of, of grinding where, you know, uh, you would take um, uh, mabele that had been put in water, that had been soaked, and you grind them on Lelwala, which is in Bogot on the Suzuru. You see, you grind them, and they, they will make those kakabola, boli shilishili, bopapa, boli putu. And then they will also make things like boli dombolo, di yomi rojo, and so forth. And of course, we can have nama mo, but nama is, is usually for the gods. Mm. It's not really for humans. It is after they've offered to the gods that the gods then will say, you can eat what, what remains, that sort of stuff. Mm. And so now uh, there will also be musicians. You see, they've got various kinds of indigenous instruments. Uh, and so forth. And they will have all those kinds of... So it is a shock. It's a, it's a big cultural festival. And then you'll have your griots as well. The griots now are the storytellers. Uh, these are people now that are going to narrate. And the storytellers include astronomers, those who specialize only in the stars, who will describe, you see that sun I was talking about, they will come with very impressive poetry and chronicles about the sun. They will tell stories about the sun, about the stars, and, and, and so forth, stuff like that. And one of the reasons they celebrate like that also, they also say goodbye to certain star systems, like, for example, Dosa. Dosa is moving now. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of disappearing, you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so Dosa, because Dosa is very big among the Basotu, Dosa, Limadiniana, Ayona, that sort of stuff. So that's essentially the, the idea on, on how... And they'll display even things like, you know, uh, the, the, the way in which they record their history. You know, Basotu and other Africans, they use pictures they didn't use alphabets but they used pictures to record stories mm. so they would they wouldn't show those what you call didima kapa yes. kapa those kind of stuff. Wow. I mean, there's a lot of appreciation. I've got to tell you that I, I cannot read them all, but there's a lot of appreciation coming through Marco. on what's on, uh, on WhatsApp and, and people are really appreciating the lessons that you're giving us here. Thank you so much. And uh, we really, I, I, we really wish you a, a wonderful festive season because Thank I, you. I do understand the context of what you are talking about and I really appreciate it. Thank you for gracing us and thank you for being such, um, a teacher at a time like this. Thank you. 
Thank you very much. And wish you the same, the same as well. See, Togoza, my course. Togoza. That's Dr. Zuluma Tabo Zulu, who is an African historian and a research scientist and director at the Madisebo University Research Institute. That brings us to two o'clock. Let's get to the very latest in SABC News with Kiratlala.